Heritage Garden Center is Portland's premier nursery, a complete gardening facility that can fulfill all of your landscaping and garden needs. Annual bedding plants, perennials, shrubs, trees, rocks, statuary, or garden ornaments, Tommy's has it all. Tommy's Garden Center, 305 North Broadway in Portland. At Tommy's Garden Center, we always have this area's largest selection of trees and plants and shrubs, as well as a full-service landscaping. So come see us. Music, news, talk, and sports. WQKR Portland, 1270 AM and 101.7 FM. And now, Portland's news, brought to you by Portland Natural Gas. After a years-long debate on the city's board of mayor and aldermen, Hendersonville residents will get to decide for themselves in November whether or not city leaders should be limited to three terms in office. Board members voted unanimously on August 9th to place a referendum on the November 8th general election ballot. The referendum will read, vote yes or no. The number of terms served by the mayor or by an alderman shall not exceed three consecutive four-year terms, regardless of the ward designation for alderman. Current alderman and the current mayor shall be limited to two additional consecutive terms. If the referendum passes by a majority, current board members would be limited to two more terms. Hendersonville voters will also elect an alderman from each of the city's six wards on November 8th. The office of mayor isn't on the ballot until 2024. After a similar measure failed in 2019, the board voted in October of 2021 to ask the General Assembly to amend the city's charter to allow for the establishment of term limits. The state legislature approved the request in March. City leaders were then charged with spelling out what offices would apply to the limits and the number of terms each office would be allowed to serve in the form of an ordinance. An ordinance limiting elected officials to three terms failed to get the necessary majority in June due to pushback from some aldermen who wanted a two-term limit. In July, board members reached a compromise by allowing new members up to three terms and limiting current members to two. Sumner County Administrator of Elections Lori Ashley said earlier this week she expected to receive the exact wording of the referendum from Hendersonville City Attorney John Bradley this week. The deadline for candidates seeking office on November 8th is noon this Thursday, August 18th. The withdrawal deadline is August 25th. A man is in custody after leading deputies on a reckless motorcycle chase through two Tennessee counties last Friday. The Trousdale County Sheriff's report that about 3.15 p.m. last Friday, a sheriff's deputy attempted to stop a motorcycle that had no license tag on East Main Street at McMurray Boulevard East. The rider refused to stop and fled at high speeds, passing other vehicles recklessly. The deputy terminated the pursuit near the Smith County line. The Smith County Sheriff's Office was notified of the rider entering their county. Later, he was found by Smith County deputies. They also found a gram of brown heroin, crystal meth, 10 grams of an unknown powdered substance, a half a gram of fentanyl, and scales. The suspect was wanted on outstanding warrants in Macon County. He was then placed on hold for pending charges in Trousdale County. After arresting a man accused of child abuse, Hendersonville police have arrested the mother in connection to the case. Hendersonville police have charged Amber Boren with failure to report child abuse. Investigators said a four-year-old child had been physically assaulted and multiple bruises were visible. 32-year-old Kyle Saratella was arrested and charged last week with aggravated child abuse. After investigating further, detectives arrested the 27-year-old mother. In addition to being charged with violation of duty to report child abuse, she also faces charges of being an accessory after the fact and simple possession. A Lebanon attorney has been indicted following an investigation by the Tennessee Comptroller's Office. Investigators found multiple documents in the files of the attorney, including evidence that she prepared annual accounting filed with the court that did not include the cash withdrawals she made from the account. 
Jennifer Porth, a divorce and family law attorney, is accused of misappropriating more than a quarter of a million dollars from clients' trust accounts. For convenience and cost efficiency, a gas-heated home is your natural choice with natural gas provided by Portland Natural Gas. When you have natural gas in your home, you can have savings in your bank account. Natural gas is the most efficient energy source and can save you up to hundreds of dollars a year compared to other fuels. So for the energy cost you can live with, make the natural choice. Natural gas from Portland Natural Gas. For more information, call 325-6776. Portland's news has been brought to you by Portland Natural Gas. While the hosts and guests on this program are encouraged to express their views, they do not necessarily reflect those of the ownership or management of WQKR. Good afternoon, Portland and the surrounding areas of Sumner County in southern Kentucky. I am Len Asante. This is the Loyal Opposition, and you are listening to WQKR. It is 5.05 p.m., 82 degrees, and mostly sunny at the Portland Municipal Airport. Weather tonight is expected to be fair. Okay. Uh, Welcome back to another episode of The Loyal Opposition. Uh, For those of you who are new listeners, The Loyal Opposition is all about news you can use, telling you the rest of the story that maybe uh, the elected officials in the media aren't telling you, uh, giving you the information that you need to make good decisions when you decide who to vote for, what to support and what not to support in Portland and Sumner County and Tennessee and around the nation. Now, we'll start off with some news headlines, and then we'll get to our guest. Uh, but before I get started, I'm going you know, to be angry this, this hour, I'm sure. I'm going to be yelling. So I want to start off, I want to I chill out for a little bit at first. Okay? Uh, I want to tell, tell you the Rocket Man story. Uh, when I was driving up here this afternoon, uh, I was listening to the station, of course, and uh, um, Elvis, uh, Elvis, <laughs> yeah. Elton John's hit, The Ro- uh, Rocket Man, was, uh, was playing on the way up Highway 109. I-, I live in Gallatin, so I drive up 109 to come on out into Portland. And uh, it took me back. Uh, El- uh, that song, Rocket Man, is one of, my, one of my favorite songs growing up as a kid and also still one of, one of my favorite songs. And I was thinking back to... Uh, Seeing, El- seeing Elton John uh, live in concert. Uh, I saw him years and years ago at Madison Square Garden in New York City, and that was one of the sort of seminal concert moments of my high school uh, teenage life. Uh, I went with a bunch of friends into New York uh, and had an amazing time, and, and uh, the visuals that accompanied Rocket Man are something I still can remember today. That was an awesome song, an awesome concert, an awesome experience. So if anyone out there wants to share what their favorite concert experience was growing up as a kid or maybe last night at the Michael Bublé concert uh, at Bridgestone in Nashville, uh, why don't you uh, head on over to uh, the Loyal, at Loyal Oppo on Facebook, our Facebook page, and uh, send a message in. What was your favorite concert experience growing up or more recently? And if uh, we get some interesting responses, I'll check them out over the break, and you know we'll talk about them on the air a little bit over the next hour. When you're not listening to me yelling and screaming about elections in Sumner County. All right, uh, but until that happy time when we reminisce about our concert experiences, let's reminisce about uh, last week's election. The 2022 Sumner County general and state primary elections were held last week, but judging by the turnout, most Sumner County voters didn't know about it. In a county with approximately 192,000 people, with over 128,000 of them registered voters, only 18,647 people, or 14.53% of those eligible to vote, actually cast a ballot. This sadly continues a recent trend where Tennessee 
lags behind much of the much of the rest of the nation in voter turnout. The volunteer state is certainly not the voter turnout state. We should be ashamed, frankly. Voting is our most important civic duty and is the most powerful tool we have to enact change or maintain the status quo in our towns, our states, in our nation. I will admit, however, that the quality of candidates probably had some effect on voter turnout. We had some really, I'll go with interesting candidates appear on the ballot this time around. Most of the races ended up in expected fashion, low turnout or not, uh, with several new faces coming to the school board and the county commission. The so-called constitutional conservatives, who in an aside ironic, seem ironically named to this viewer, since they don't always act in ways consistent with the principles of conservatism or the constitutions of the state of Tennessee or the United States of America, but more on that later. The constitutional conservatives gained power in a county already dominated by conservative Republicans. The two surprises to this observer were in House District 35 and County Commission 13. In the former, incumbent County Commissioner Deanne DeWitt was easily defeated in the Republican primary by newcomer William Slater, who raised an impressive amount of money and got the, I assume, coveted endorsement of failed presidential candidate Mike Huckabee. Uh, DeWitt is a moderate with a record of accomplishment in her four years in office, including leading the seemingly very successful effort to make something of the Comer Barn, a property deeded to the county by Rogers Group. Uh, Comer Barn looks like it's going to be renovated and be used as an excellent facility for our Sumner County schools, something very few school systems anywhere have. Uh, DeWitt was also the favorite of the more established traditional Republican establishment in Sumner County. I expected her to cruise to an easy victory and enjoy a good career in the House. Looks like I have no idea what I am talking about. In Sumner County, Republican primaries seem to be all about who can run furthest to the right. Extremism is a virtue and a record of accomplishment is just a fancy way of saying you spent too much taxpayer money, so you're out of here. I wish uh, Commissioner DeWitt who kicked my butt thoroughly in the election four years ago for that seat in the county commission, the old district seat seat. I wish her the best of luck in her future endeavors. The other surprise was in county, uh, county commission race in district 13. Okay. And what has been unheard of in recent times in, Demo in primaries and in elections in Sumner County, the Democrat almost won. In fact, if one more person had voted for her, she would have won. We had a tie. The election for County Commission District 13 ended in a tie between Republican newcomer Terry Boyd and Democratic community activist Brenda Dotson. Both earned 398 votes. Dotson, who's been active in the community for years, and Boyd, who had only moved to Gallatin about a year ago. Uh, but Things are only starting to get interesting with the tie vote. Okay. On election night and on the next day, several rumors swirled about, about how the tie would be broken. People assumed all sorts of things. One news outlet reported that it would be a coin flip to decide the winner. That turned out to be not true. Actually, as another aside, an interesting, uh, an interesting tidbit is we were not the only tie that night in Tennessee. There were five other county commission seats who, uh, who ended up with tied elections statewide. Uh, I interviewed state election commissioner Mike McDonald and asked him why he thought this was the case. And he said it's a result of low turnout. Low voter turnout leads to lower vote counts, which increases the likelihood of a tie, at least according to what the state election commission thinks. Yeah. Anyway, uh, getting back to the story, uh, as we saw, a coin flip turned out to be not a legal option. Uh, there was only one provisional ballot, and that was ended up not being allowed to count due to the voter missing a deadline to have that provisional ballot turned into a real ballot, so it ended up as a tie. The law says the State Election Commission makes the call unless it is a local race that only includes one district. 
which obviously a county commission district race does. Uh, in this case, the county commission can make the call, and they have two choices. They can vote on it themselves, or they can vote that the election be basically done over uh, and held a runoff election between the top two vote getters, the two tied vote getters, in the next election, which would be this November during the state and federal general elections. This is where things get even more interesting. My sources tell me that there were votes Monday night, as late as actually late Monday afternoon, for the runoff right, in the current county commission. Remember, the new commission doesn't take office until after September 1st. So the current county commission, including those who were voted out in the last election, are still county commissioners through the end of August. The, this vote would have had Boyt and Dotson do at it, do it again in November, winner take all. Increased voter turnout for the federal election in November would make a tie very unlikely, and the people would have had their say. But then something happened. Things got even more interesting. When the meeting started, Commissioner Baker Ring, a member of the so-called common sense conservative wing of the Sumner County Republican Party, okay, made a motion to remove the election item from the agenda and send the item back to the legislative committee, which Baker Ring happens to chair. The motion was seconded by Commissioner Jerry Mansfield of District 1, a district that had view, fewer votes cast for county commissioner than any, any other district in the county except for one. So I guess the voters in that district aren't too excited about their, their candidates. Mansfield, along with Mayor, new, new County Mayor John Isbell, is one of the leaders of the ironically named constitutional conservative wing of the Sumner County GOP. The motion made by two members of opposite ends of the right wing, Spectrum passed 16 to 7. Now it gets even more interesting. The timing of the meeting schedule of the legislative committee and of the county commission essentially seals the deal for Boyd. This is why. Okay, there is the motion that Ring made in Mansfield second essentially sends the item back to the legislative committee of the county commission. There, they would again discuss it at their next meeting and send up a recommendation to the full commission, which would then vote at the following next meeting of the full commission. However, there is no way that these committees can meet and vote in time for their decision to get on the ballot for the November election. The deadline will pass before they can vote. So there's no way now that the county commission, the new county commission, as it will turn out to be, can vote for a runoff. They will have to vote for them to make the decision. And my money is on a, on a county commission dominated by conservative Republicans to vote for Boyt. Boyt will win. Dotson will lose, despite the people voting a tie. A political masterstroke. The new commission, with a majority of constitutional Republicans on it, will vote to make the decision themselves. Boyd is preferable in their eyes to Dotson. The current commission would have voted for a runoff, so this punts it down the line. This really grinds my gears. The outgoing commission simply has some cowards on it. At least that's how I see it. They punted and they didn't have to. And seemingly every sentence out of the mouths of these constitutional conservatives starts with the phrase, we the people, or the hardworking taxpayers of Sumner County. But they'd rather pick the winner themselves than let those same people they talk about all the time make the decision. Okay? Meanwhile, the people of District 13 have no one to represent them until this matter gets resolved. And, and finally, in some delicious irony, here's a direct quote from Terry Boyd's campaign website. We need representatives who will say no to wasteful spending and, quote, stop letting the government pick winners and losers, unquote. Seems she should let her fellow Republicans know that she wants the people to pick the winners and the losers, not the county commission. I somehow doubt they'll listen. I reached out to both campaigns for comments. I received no response from the Boyd campaign. Uh, I was sent extensive comment from the Dotson campaign, which I will read to you after we take a little break. When we get back, more about the county commission race, and then we'll be introducing our guest, Hillary Nimmo-Lounder. 
This is WQKR. I'm Len Asante. This is for the loyal opposition, and we'll be right back. The Sumner County Anti-Drug Coalition, an organization dedicated to ending drug abuse, is now the Sumner Prevention Coalition. But their goal is the same, helping Sumner County residents with drug abuse problems turn their lives around and get on the road to recovery. Their mission is to unite people with vision, commitment, and resources to provide solutions to eliminate substance abuse and make a difference for youth, families, and individuals in Sumner County. The coalition and its staff of experienced professionals in the field envision a healthy, safe, and thriving community free from substance abuse of all kinds, tobacco use, prescription drug abuse, and underage drinking. Find out how the Sumner Prevention Coalition can help you, and you can help the coalition. Visit them online at sumnercoalition.org. That's sumnercoalition.org. No one. No one warned them about the house on Willow Lane. What is it? It's the house. It's, it's alive. Here, Looney. Have you seen this energy bill? Ah, this house is robbing us blind. If your house is an energy thief, TVA and your local power company would like to help make your home more efficient and lower your bills. To learn more, visit energyrights.com. We're CEMC. The Portland Sun is our local hometown newspaper where we can find out all the news about our friends, neighbors, businesses, schools, churches, and everything going on in our area. Every week, the latest issue of The Sun is full of the news we want and need, and it's only $20 a year for a subscription to get it mailed directly to your home. The Portland Sun, our hometown newspaper. For a subscription, call 615-384-6212 or go to theportlandsun.com online and click on the Word subscribe. Did you know that practicing gratitude promotes a positive mindset, strengthens your self-esteem, reduces stress and anxiety, and improves sleep? Hi, Michelle Harbin, certified nutrition coach and owner of Harbin Hollow Local Market here. Being in a state of appreciation is a large part of my daily wellness routine. Since opening Harbin Hollow, I give thanks daily for the many opportunities our little market provides. I'm grateful for the farmers and small batch artisans who share their crops, products, and talents with us. I am grateful for our team and the sense of family we foster. And I am beyond thankful for the Portland community and each of you that continually chooses to shop small and spread the local love. Visit Harbin Hollow Local Market to enjoy local meats, dairy, baked goods, bath and body products, handmade jewelry, and more. Remember, 67 cents of every dollar you spend at a local small business stays right here in our community. Join me in a moment of gratitude for the opportunity to support so many local folks. And come see us at 809 North Broadway in Portland to shop local today. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Loyal Opposition. I'm your host, Len Asante, and you are listening to WQKR Portland it is 82 degrees and mostly sunny at the Portland Municipal Airport. Stay cool out there, everyone. All right, uh, over the break, I promised that I would look at uh, messages from the Facebook page to see if anyone had a favorite concert they wanted to share. And uh, Patrick from Gallatin says his best concert uh, experience ever was the Flaming Lips on New Year's Eve in a Tennessee cave. Sounds like a pretty neat show to me. Uh, if anyone else wants to uh, t- chime in with theirs, just head on over to at Loyal Oppo on Facebook, our Facebook page, and just send us a message, and if, uh, we'll get you on the air. All right. Okay, meanwhile, back to uh, our news story. Just want to finish up talking about the election and then move on to our guest. Right. A couple of uh, comments. I reached out to uh, some Republican county commissioners for their take on this. Uh, on the uh, result of the county commission vote on Monday night to punt. Um, one of the no voters was County Commissioner Deanne DeWitt, who represents the old District 6 in Gallatin and Hendersonville. She was angry, frankly. She firmly supported the runoff option and was surprised that her fellow small government Republicans did not vote to let the people decide. 
especially as the November runoff would not have cost the county or the election commission any money whatsoever since we were already having to host the general election. From the Dotson camp, they sent me several quotes from several community leaders I'd like to share with you. There, they say local community leaders are calling for the election to be sent for runoffs. Former Sumner County mayoral candidate Greg Arias says, the basis of our government is the right to a free and fair election. Taking the choice away from constituents by appointing their representatives takes away their voice. I encourage the county commission to send this race to a runoff in November. Due to District 13 being one of the newly created districts, it has never before had representation. Sumner County NAACP President Reverend Thomas Staten says, it is important for the people of District 13 to choose their own representation. As a newly created district, this is especially crucial as there is no incumbent on the commission to help make the decision as a resident of the district. He is echoed by Mrs. Roxy Kelsey, an activist and resident of District 13 who says, by supporting this runoff, we are ensuring that the citizens of District 13 feel fairly represented on the Sumner County Commission. Obviously, the commission does not agree with these community leaders and District 13 residents. The next election, the state election in November, is November 8th. Let's hope we can do better in the fall than we did this summer. And that's all I have to say about that. All right, let's bring out our guest, folks. All right, our guest this week is Hillary Nimmo Lounder, uh, former candidate for school board. And uh, I want to talk to Hillary about a few things tonight. I want to talk to her about mainly I asked her to talk about how what's it like running for office? What's the experience of running for office like? Clearly, we need more people to stand up and run for local office in Sumner County if we're going to get back to any basis of some kind of good government around here. Uh, and we have... Um, the you know the Democrats ran seven candidates this last cycle, uh, which is more than they have in a while. But there was many more than seven races on the ballot, uh, and even many of the Republican, uh, even many of the Republican primaries ran as uncontested races. So uh, so we need more candidates to step up. But I, I think a lot of people in Sumner County and everywhere don't really know what goes into running for office don't understand how it works, how it's done, um, don't understand how, what, how much money it's going to cost, or, the, or actually, honestly, the benefits of running from office. I have ran from office twice in my life, lost both times, of course, because I'm a Democrat in Sumner County, uh, but um, I don't regret either of those races one bit. I learned a lot, met a lot of really great people, um, people who live and work in Sumner County who uh, want the best government possible regardless of political party. And uh, so it was a great experience. It was two great experiences for me. So I wanted to talk to Hillary about the nuts and bolts of running for office and also get her take uh, as a candidate in this last election uh, for uh, what, what, what it was like running for, Sumner, running for election in Sumner County in August of 2022. Everyone, please welcome Hillary Lauder to the show. Hillary, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks, Lynn. Excellent. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself to get us started? Who are you? I am a uh, Sumner County resident. I've got two sons in elementary school. Um, I am one of the rare breed that was born and raised in the Nashville area. Um, mm. I grew up in Madison. Not a newcomer, unlike some of our newly elected <laughs> not, officers. Not a newcomer. Not a newcomer to the state. Definitely a newcomer to local politics, but I, I have been in the state long enough to kind of know how the politics go so uh yeah i like i said having children in the in the public school system the school board seemed like the natural fit for me to run for if i was mm -hmm. going to get involved and um on the heels of the moms for liberty kicking up in williamson county and hearing chatter that there were people that were wanting to start something similar in sumner um, it, yeah, Moms for Liberty. We're going to talk more about them, but they don't really seem to be no, all that much about liberty. Exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of what you said about it's, it's strange how all things um, that are sound like freedom uh, and constitutional have kind of been co-opted by the, by the far yeah. right. And um, 
Yes, they are not uh, not know, not very much, about much about liberty. Um, <laughs> and you know, I knew that that same that same thing was going to start gaining traction here. Sure. So that coupled with the fact both my boys are dyslexic, um, so it's kind of a passion project of mine to make sure that kids a lot with the kind of unseen you know uh problems don't go unnoticed um before we get into it um uh how are your your two kids with dyslexia are are they getting the resources they need in the um, county schools i will say that my husband and i are fortunate enough that we've been able to keep them in year-round tutoring okay um but no fault of their teachers or the administrators at their school but there simply aren't enough school psychologists to go around from school to school to to do the testing once they do the testing there's a there's a lag between getting the information back to the school and then you know the teachers already are wearing a bunch of hats so it's kind of difficult right. for them to then have time to do a lot of extra um and there's just not enough support staff i was hoping that the new budget the new budget that passed did include some more uh positions support su positions but i think we're going to have to to do more are there a, a lot of students with special needs in summer county schools oh yeah it um that was a community that during the campaign continued to reach out to me were parents that were struggling with um accessing the things they need um and just uh being able to find the information about how to go about getting those services you know i i was lucky enough to talk to a lady who talked me through the process of what i needed to do to get the ball rolling i have a background in education and social work so advocating for the kids kind of came natural to me but if you're a parent that that didn't come natural to you or you didn't even know who to reach out to to get the ball rolling or to recognize the signs and symptoms you you'd kind of be stuck so um yeah the 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 community at large um with children with any kind of special needs were, were very supportive very supportive but underfunded <laughs> uh, oh Yes, okay. very much so. What do you think the prospects are for increased funding with our new county commission and our new school board? Not going to happen. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, it, your, I, your personal opinion. Yeah, my personal opinion is it's not going to happen. Um, it, because that's not a vote winner in this of area. Course. You know, um, I don't know what more we can do to get people to connect the dots that to have a healthy community, we need to have an educated community. Um, to me, that seems like a pretty simple, it's not like mental gymnastics or anything, but uh, it, it doesn't seem to translate. Um, what translated this election was anybody that said that they wanted more parents involved, um, which sounds on face level oh okay sounds good doesn't it yes it sounds great i want to be and i want to be involved in my kids education right Absolutely. and the kid and the schools, don't you want to be involved yes in and the schools education? that function well have a lot of parental involvement but the parental involvement they're wanting is more of a um deciding curriculum well you know curriculum isn't just randomly picked uh, it's it's studied you know we we have people to to come up with the curriculums and it's not decided by us it's a state board of education exactly well and not only that but if you've ever really been involved at school you would know you can't get a group of parents in a classroom to all agree on the time the of the snack, day probably <laughs> uh, you know what snack the kids are going to have so to sure. think that we can let every single parent weigh in on the curriculum it is kind of tough and um and I'm feeling for teachers because as much as they want your involvement in the school, they also don't need you breathing down their neck when they've got so much other things going on. And I, I think an example of, of why we're going to continue to lose teachers at an alarming rate is the this new uh, idea that they have to catalog every single piece of media in their classroom. Yeah, um Talk a, little, talk a little bit about that. This is uh, one of those um, Moms for Liberty initiatives, isn't it? Well, what's, 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 the, it, uh, it what's passed, the rationale here? Well, it passed on, I don't know the rationale. I, I mean, I like to think that as long as we're keeping uh, professional teachers in the classroom, which is going to become an issue if we keep going down this road, um, 
that that they know what kind of books they that go. Okay, so that what, are is, age what does the new law say? The new law simply said that. And this that is a state law. This right? is a state law. And the thing is, it wasn't very clear how to implement it. Gotcha. Imagine that. It was, it's uh, every single piece of media, be it newspaper, magazine, book, in the school has to be somewhere that parents can find and review it and express their displeasure at whatever they, they would like. Um, Originally, I believe most school systems thought that this was just needed to be done by the library. Um, sure, a yeah, stack right. of materials but in the library and a file. Today, account. it was made clear that no, teachers had to, um, they're going to need to have somewhere that can be accessed where we can see everything that they have in their classroom. And mind you, most of what's in their classroom are things they've purchased with their own funds. Exactly. They've taken years to build up these large, you know, these large libraries. And now basically you have a large library, you're pretty much being punished. Now you've got to t find time to catalog all those and you have to open yourself up for a barrage of people having issues with one or more books that that you've deemed appropriate which does little to nothing to help educate our students no nothing and in fact I think um, will cause some teachers to take out of the classroom anything they think could even remotely, remotely draw sure. criticism mm -hmm. and so what what's being offered to our kids in the classroom is going to be much more limited and for kids who aren't taken to the library or other places the only place that they have to to find books really is in their classroom, in their classroom. or their school library and so it, it's it's going to limit what kids are exposed to which i think is exactly what it was meant to do Okay, um, real quickly, we're going to about to take another break, but real quickly, what are your thoughts about Monday night, the county commission? Uh, I was there, actually signed up and ready to speak on behalf of having a runoff. I, it's not um, highly unusual when Mo Taylor sadly passed away earlier this year. The county commission had no problem saying, oh, we've got an election coming up in several months, the summer election, let's just leave it to the people. That seemed to fly through just fine. There was going to be no more cost to the uh, to the county to add that race. Um, and I thought, let's just leave it back up to the people. But we prayed, we pledged, and then the meeting was abruptly kind of took a turn for the right. And uh, they pretty much similarly dismissed everybody that was there to speak on the issue. They well, just what said, did they, say? they said, if you're here to speak on this issue, there's really no need for you to stick around because since it's no longer on the agenda, we won't be calling up those speakers. And it was a packed house. It was, it was a, there were a lot of people there that were wanting to express an opinion and it, it just got quashed like the minute the meeting kicked off. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's unfortunate. Okay. When we come back, more with uh, Hillary Nemo Lounder. Um, it is 5.36 p.m. This is WQKR. At the Farmers Bank, we want to be your bank for life. We work hard to bring you the products and services that will meet your financial needs no matter where life may take you. Whether you're saving for college, ready for retirement, getting ready to marry, or celebrating your golden anniversary, we're here for you. Visit us online at thefarmersbank.net or at any of our 11 area locations to learn more about how the Farmers Bank can be your bank for life. The Farmers Bank, equal housing lender, member FDIC. It's Cash or Pass at the Mint Gaming Hall this month. Play with your Mint Rewards card all month, and you could be selected to play the Cash or Pass game show. Will you take the cash offer or pass on it with a chance to pick from the prize board to win up to $2,500 cash? Drawings are at 6 and 8 p.m. on Fridays at Bowling Green and Saturdays at Kentucky Downs. You can do this. TheMintGaming.com has all the details. See you for Cash or Pass at the Mint Gaming Hall. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's time again for Panther football. And Graphic Obsessions has all your Panther gear for the season. Right off the rack or get custom printed shirts and hoodies with your favorite player's name and number custom printed and delivered fast. Shop where the Panthers shop. Graphic Obsessions. 105 South Broadway open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 or visit our Facebook page. Shop small. Shop local. Shop Portland Panthers at Graphic Obsessions. Thank you. 
If you're looking for a job or a better job, we have good news for you. Habilitation and Training Services, better known as HATS, is looking for direct support professionals, DSP, to work alongside adults with intellectual disabilities by assisting them with community integration, community employment, and activities of daily living in a residential setting. It's a specialized field, but prior experience isn't required. It's a job that's rewarding and meaningful and offers great benefits, including paid time off, health, dental, and life insurance, a retirement program, and longevity pay. And in addition to all that, every night when your day is over, you know you've helped people to have a better life. What a great feeling. What a great job. HATS offers full-time, part-time, and PRN positions for various shifts in Portland, Gallatin, and Springfield. For more information, call 615-575-1030. That's 615-575-1030. Or go online to HATSTN.org. HATSTN.org. This is a rare opportunity to have a job you love and help other people who need your help. Make the call today, 615-575-1030. You'll be glad you did. Worry about the weather? Want to know when a bad storm is on the way, even a tornado? If you're a resident of Portland, you can sign up for the Code Red Weather Alert program, a free service of the City of Portland. Once you sign up, you'll get emergency messages by telephone or email whenever there's an emergency, including evacuation notices, weather, bioterrorism alerts. To sign up, just go to the City of Portland website, www.cityofportlandtn.gov, or call City Hall at 325-6776. Welcome back. This is The Loyal Opposition. I'm your host, Lena Santi, and you are listening to WQKR in Portland. It is 79 degrees and partly cloudy at the Portland Municipal Airport. Let's continue the conversation with our guest. Uh, before that, though, we had another, uh, we had another concert, re- uh, concert request. Uh, Charmaine from Portland uh, says her favorite concert was May 1st, 1977 when she saw a guy some of you might have heard of, Elvis Presley, I think is the name he went by, and that was his last scheduled concert in Chicago before he passed away. So, uh, McCormick Place in Chicago, Illinois. Ooh, that's timely since that we just had the uh, anniversary of his death. Yeah, yeah, we did. So, hey, that's, that's all part of the grand plan here at the Loyal Opposition. <laughs> okay, timely. Okay, uh, continuing our discussion with our guest, Hillary louder um school board races were different this year uh for the first time they were partisan due to a new law republicans passed in the legislature they snuck it in at the covid bill right they snuck it in as part of the covid bill william lambert voted for it in case anyone out there is interested william lambert also voted for that uh law that we talked about before the break that teachers have to write down every last little scrap of paper that they have in their classroom so um if you're out there, you might want to ask Representative Lamberth about that the next time you see him. Um, why make teachers work harder for nothing? And uh, why are school board races partisan now? But anyway, uh, did this affect your decision to run, Hillary? And um, did it affect the issues, your race, the issues that you talked about? Do you think it was a good idea, a bad idea? You didn't care either way? What do you think? Um, it, it almost discouraged me just because it's pretty daunting in our county to run with a D beside your name. I had several people tell me, I like you as a person. I think you'd be good, but I always vote Republican. And so uh, you think that might've had something to do with why they passed the law? Oh, I think definitely. (laughs) I I think that um, they wanted to make sure that nobody accidentally, you know, voted for the wrong party since they're wanting to make all these changes to education and, uh, so they, they want to keep it, Bill Lee would like to keep it as, in his pocket as possible. Right. Um, and yeah, I, I did have a, a good number of people tell me, uh, especially on election day, that they had never voted Democrat before, but that they did. Um, so I appreciated that. Um, my opponent, I, I never had any negative interaction with him at all. And I, I do think that he's qualified and, and will will do a good job but um he ran under the banner of the constitutional republican and uh they uh, 
Say what you will about them, they can drive people out. Oh, yeah, they're organized and they can drive people out. They were, you could um, see it at the meeting on Monday. You could see it at the polls. You could see it, you know, because I, I would venture to say I spent more money. And I would venture to say that I had, well, I know I did, more signs out. Um, our, the district I ran in is huge. And um, I, I tried to have signs out in every part of it. Um, and people would say, I see your stuff everywhere. Um, but I think between low voter turnout and the fact that a lot of times if people don't know what's going on they just vote by party vote straight party line um, sure. and i think had you removed that um maybe it wouldn't have been so although who knows then it could have just been people coin tossing who to pick you know um i felt like um i did you know some things to try to get my you know my name out there I, I had a website that i thought made it pretty easy for you to jump on and see where i stood on a number of you know the hot button issues <laughs> um yeah it was a good site i, I checked it out yeah i mean so I, I i'm proud of what i did um i i'm glad i did it uh did you have any help i did actually the sumner county democratic party was all in on this election for us um for the the seven of us it started as seven and then we we were down to six, six after the yeah the, after the primary the, but um that and there have been there were some people that have run in the past that are part of the party like yourself and we were given a lot of information i can't imagine how it would be for a person to run like had i just decided to run as an independent I would not have known where to start. So they were not yeah. only financially helpful, which was good because Sumner County, um, not enough people pulled the Democratic uh, ballots to get us any money from the state party. So the only money we got was from our local party. That's a plug for people to support that local party financially. I've um, always said that the more local that you can put your money, the better your money will do. Uh, you know, give to candidates or give to local parties. Um, I'm a believer in that now. I, until I was really in it, I, I didn't understand that. I also had no idea how much it cost to run. That was a little jaw-dropping when I got that number. And I think that that probably scares off uh, people that would like to run. It's like a really... What was the number they told you? $11,000. $11,000. There, it's a really... It's like the longest, hottest most expensive interview for a job that pays peanuts so it, it's it's hard to get people fired up unless you just really like to see your name everywhere it is kind of strange when that starts to happen so if any of our listeners out there are interested in thinking about running for office um what would you advise them to do um i would advise you to reach out to the local party right away we've already got you know this election just wrapped up and i'm already working with uh, a lady who's running for um uh, one of the wards in hendersonville so I, I do feel like where i can kind of now be most helpful uh is to help the people that step up to run i can't tell you how many times i saw online man uh there's just no democrats to vote for and it would almost make me lose my mind because I wanted I wanted to every time reply we can't vote if no one runs. Exactly. You exactly. know we we've got to get we've got to normalize seeing the D on the ballot. Right. It, it needs right. to yeah. And, until and you know then. for for the Republicans listening out there you know I mean I I think to a certain extent this is to your advantage as well the the two party system works best when both parties are fairly healthy. Right, because that's when the real give and take happens, and that's when real compromise occurs, common ground is found, and good legislation is enacted. If you have a single party that is overwhelmingly in power, like we do in Sumner County, the tendency is going to be for the most extreme elements of that party to be the ones in power. Because, yeah, that's what's happened. Because that's because those are the people who vote in primaries, right? The the party faithful, the the hardest of the hardcore right-wingers or on the Democrat side, the hardest of the hardcore left-wingers, they're the ones who vote in the primaries and they're the ones who are gonna get elected if there's no one running on the other side of the ticket. So if you want a healthy two-party system, a healthy representative democracy, 
you have to have both parties in a strong position because in the middle where the two parties meet, where they overlap, that's where work gets done. Right. Uh, let's look at, you know, historically, say, for example, Ronald Reagan, President Reagan and Speaker of the House Tip O'Neill, they got stuff done. They were from opposite sides of the aisle, but they worked together and they compromised. Uh, with the system we have right now, we don't have that. No, and I think that, um, sadly, uh, candidates like Deanna um, felt almost pressured to um, distance themselves from being known as a moderate and as someone that would step exactly. across the aisle. Um, exactly. I her, think Her I, sign said conservative. I know, and I personally <laughs> think um, uh, Taylor, who was on, who ran for the uh, – county mayor and lost in the primary um i think that he could have gotten some support from the left and from moderates but he kind of got sucked into the race to the right and how conservative can i come across and how many of these national issues can i put on my mailer that really have nothing to do with Exactly. local government exactly. like you know the the Sumner County mayor doesn't have anything to do with Roe versus Wade you know so I, I, I do think that that some people that that would have been Republicans but moderate got wrapped up in that and that I think a lot of them didn't take seriously the the threat of the conservative of the constitutional Republicans I think that at the primary I think the common sense Republicans got a little blindsided I, I agree. Okay, we're going to take uh, another break. Uh, when we come back more with uh, Hillary Nimmo Lounder, it is 5.50 p.m., and this is WQKR. What does Kasasa mean to you? If you have a checking account, Kasasa means free banking. That's right. Kasasa Cash and Kasasa Saver are free, reward-based accounts offered only at Volunteer State Bank. No minimum balance to earn the rewards, no monthly service fee, free online banking, and nationwide ATM fee refunds. It's a free checking account that rewards Volunteer State Bank customers with high interest for every month you qualify. Available only at Volunteer State Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Want to add a new look to your kitchen with an appliance package? Stop at D.T. McCall & Sons, located at 1220 Scottsville Road in Lafayette, Tennessee. The Samsung package includes a refrigerator at $22.99.99, stainless range $8.99.99, stainless dishwasher $7.99.99, and a 19-cubic-foot microwave at $2.99.99, all for only $3,614.99 after mail-in rebate. Need a freezer to store all your summer produce? Purchase a 20-foot Frigidaire frost-free garage ready for only $9.99.99. New shipment GE washers, $5.99.99. Dryers, $5.69.99. Stationary fusion sofas, $7.99.99. Serving Middle Tennessee for over 100 years. Free delivery and recycling within 125 miles of Carthage, Tennessee. Stop by today. DT McCall and Sons at 1220 Scottsville Road in Lafayette, Tennessee. Hey! In the Portland, Gallatin, Hendersonville, and Springfield area, you'll find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle at Reiselman Buick GMC, 2516 Memorial Boulevard in Springfield. Hello, WQKR listeners. This is Courtney Reiselman from Reiselman Buick GMC. And thanks to you, we're the fastest growing dealership in the Nashville area. Here's the thing. Our goal is every customer, every time. Our name is Buick GMC, yet we buy pre-owned vehicles all over the country. Mercedes, Toyota, Honda, just let us know and we'll find it. Did you know our collision and body shop is top rated? Bring it to us and we'll fix it right the first time. Todd, I, and the team thank you for your support and appreciate your business. We look forward to seeing you. In the Portland, Gallatin, Hendersonville, and Springfield area, you'll find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle at Reiselman Buick GMC. Open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. until 7.30 p.m. and 8 till 6 on on Saturday at 2516 Memorial Boulevard in Springfield. Sumner Regional Medical Center believes that every person has the right to dignity, respect, and compassion as we journey through the cycle of life. That's why they have created High Point Hospice. Our team of doctors, nurses, hospice aides, social workers, chaplains, and volunteers will walk by your side, offering support, providing symptom management, and answering questions to bring comfort and peace to you and your loved ones. 
For more information about High Point Hospice, call 328-6690. Welcome back. This is the Loyal Opposition. I'm your host, Lenny Santi, and you are listening to WQKR in Portland, Tennessee. It is 79 degrees and partly sunny at the Portland Municipal Airport. Let's finish our conversation with our guest, former school board candidate, Hillary Lounder. Um, first, actually, we did get a, uh, a message come in over our Facebook page from uh, what I believe is County Commissioner Baker Ring. Um, Baker Ring says, I'm referring, I believe, to a comment Hillary made earlier. She is correct. Not only did the county commission steal votes, they silenced the opposition. Uh, Not very democratic. Okay, Hillary, um, was it fun? It was fun. Was it fun? Would you do it again? Um, My husband will kill me if I say yes. But (laughs) if it was the correct... If it was the correct time for the correct position, I probably would. Um, If you had asked me election night, no. I would prefer to never run for anything that has an election in the summer because Uh, knocking doors when it's 103 degrees is not only unhealthy, but it doesn't make you super chipper when you're... And nor do people want to open their doors for you and let the air out. So if I were to run again, I would like something where the election's going to be in November. I, I can second that emotion. Uh, you know, I ran for an August election, too, and it, it was hot. Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> and folks, you know, if the you know, people always ask me, what's the key to success for running for office? And I'm, I'm, it's ironic they ask me because, you know. I've never won, (laughs) but uh, I think it's generally accepted that at the local level, um, you know, politics is local and it is a uh, meeting people game. So the more doors you can knock, the more people you can meet one on one, shake their hands, look in their eyes and and talk to for a moment. That's the key to success. So if you like uh, walking your neighborhood and knocking on people's doors and saying hi, and when it's too hot to do that, making some phone calls and saying hi, then maybe running for local offices for you. Uh, both county parties have websites. Um, both the Sumner County Democratic Party and the Republican Party of Sumner County are on the web. Uh, SumnerDems.org for the Democrats. I honestly don't know off the top of my head what the Republican Party website is. I'm sure you could just Google Republican Party of Sumner County and you'd find it. So if you are interested in running for office uh, and want to reach out and don't know who to talk to, Go on the websites, click the Contact Us button, and let them know you're interested. And the, the, I think that's too late now, but uh, for some of the ward positions, you know, those are nonpartisan. So that's always, if you're still looking to run as a Exactly, as a exactly. The November election hasn't closed yet, and those, partis- those positions aren't. Thursday. Partisan. You have till Thursday to get have, your signatures have till in. Thursday to get those signatures. So that's what, 24 hours? Yeah, it's been done before. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, uh, in my opinion, I don't think school board races or any local races should be partisan, but they are now. Agreed. That's the system that we're left with. Uh, and that's the system that we need to work with. So I think we need more, peop- more good people to step up uh, and run for office and uh, see if we can bring good government back to the people of Sumner County. Uh, That is all we have for today, folks. Uh, Thank you, Hillary, for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Uh, Next week, we have journalism professor Clay Scott, who's going to talk to us about the media and what they do and what they don't do and what they should do. Uh, That's it for today for the Loyal Opposition. I'm Lynn Asante. This is WQKR. See you next time, and stand by for Triple Play Sports after these messages. Now for three more big days with huge discounts every day. The second phase of the Kathleen Collins estate sale at Days Gone By for these three big days. You can see everything, or you can see it online at www.pes3d.com. The estate and private collection of Kathleen Collins at 122 Davis Street in Portland, August 11th through 13th, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. The largest estate sale the Southeast has ever seen. Antique store displays, fine furniture, crystal, china, primitives, advertising, jewelry, antique vintage clothing, dolls, games, fine art, 
quilts, chandeliers, sewing machines, camera and audio and visual equipment, antique and vintage phonographs, vinyl records, framed prints and lithographs, vintage antique toys and games, books, magazines, and much, much more. August 11th, 12th, and 13th from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Days Gone By Museum or online at www.